G'day punters, yes, g'day punters, and welcome to Winning Post Preview Podcast for the weekend of Saturday, March 19. I'm John Barker from Winning Post. Joining me as usual, Jackpot Joel Marshall, Dynamite Dan Nuttall. Well, Joel, uh, foolishly, I uh, wrote in Best Bets and Winning Post this week. I amended it somewhat in Winning Post, but uh, thought there might be some chance of uh, having a golden slipper for the first time in 2016. Um, because, uh, well, the track was a soft seven on Monday and uh, there wasn't much rain forecast, but I think a fair bit might have fallen on uh, through, to, uh, through to Thursday morning. And uh, it's come up uh, a heavy eight on Thursday. Now, I, well, I mean, I don't know how much the Euro can be trusted, but uh, it is sort of high 20s and no rain forecast Friday. Uh, I think you've just been looking at a soft track all along. So uh, well done, you. Yeah, well, I've been looking at a soft five, so that's sort of what they were saying earlier in the week. But, yeah, now it's gone from a soft seven to a heavy eight. Um, yeah, we can't put any trust in the bomb, that's for darn sure. Um, but, uh, look, hopefully the rain does miss Rose Hill. It, it, it missed it on Tuesday, apparently, but um, didn't miss it uh, yesterday, Wednesday afternoon. So, yeah, look, it's, a, it's still going to be a bit up in the air, but... Um, I've chucked a couple of horses in that like heavy tracks and a couple of horses in that like drier tracks and we'll try and have all all bases covered. But track conditions, weather aside, it's uh, a great day's racing, obviously, in Sydney with the five group ones. A um, couple of them have come on, uh, have come up a little bit light, but um, a couple very wide open, including the Slipper and the Galaxy. A uh, stack of chances in both those races. And, of course, All-Star Mile Day at Flemington. So we've got plenty to look forward to. Yes, indeed. And uh, speaking of All-Star Mile Day, Daniel, the uh, Penfold Wines All-Star Mile, in fact, is uh, the highlight. It's uh, one of the two $5 million races on Saturday, the other being, of course, the Flipper. Um, yeah, the three-year-olds. Uh, three-year-old won the first one, Mystic Journey. Uh, then we've had a four-year-old and a five-year-old. Um, the race has evolved a bit over the over the three or four years that it's been in existence and uh, we don't have the sort of benchmark 64 horses running around in it now that have uh, uh, got the vote in. Uh, how do you, how do you, how do you rate this year's field compared to uh, the, the previous years? Yeah, look, admittedly, it doesn't excite me um, this time around as much as it might've done in previous years. Obviously a couple of gun horses in the field with Zaki um, I'm thunderstruck. I do think the three-year-olds will um, not the strongest bunch of three-year-olds, but I do think they will play a part in the race. It probably says a little bit about um, a thought to the strength of the race. But look, it'll be a competitive contest, no doubt. And um, yeah, I think a very open race as well. Um, but yeah, probably in, probably doesn't excite me this year as it might have happened in past years, Barks. If I'm honest. All right. Yeah. Well, I guess you know I'm I'm thunderstruck. I suppose was. I suppose it just shows that you, you're not guaranteed to get, uh, you know, mm. 10, 10 great horses uh, throwing a lot of money at a race, are you? Because, look, the Golden Eagle, you remember that, uh, on Thunderstruck seemed to be an absolute standout. Only just one, but uh, seemed to be the standout and uh, certainly won't start favouring the All-Star Mile. Anyway, it all makes for an intriguing contest and an intriguing day's racing. As Joel said, uh, it's, uh, I've probably got claims on being the best race day uh, on the Australian calendar with the five group ones. Not sure that any other day has five group ones these days. Um, and it's just a pity that it's always rain affected. Uh, we start the black, we'll take you right through the black type on the Rose Hill program, which is nine of the 10 races, starting in race two. Irresistible pools, Derby Munro stakes, 1,200 metres. We're going to start off with a bit of agreement, including your best for the day, Joel, number four, Mizzou. Yeah, he's um, short enough, but uh, yeah, around two dollars thirty. But I think it's uh, a deserved price, and I think he'll get Pundas off to a pretty good uh, early start. He's done uh, nothing wrong in his two runs back as a gelding. He's always showed talent. Um, he did win the listed Brian Crowley back in the spring, but uh, they did decide to geld him, and it looks to uh, to be paying dividends because he scored two very strong wins. They had the option of going to the Galaxy, where he had just 50 kilos, but I guess being a gelding, um, you know, that probably wasn't vital to go for the Group 1, and, and 
I think just hearing little snippets of Peter and and Paul Snowden interviewed in the last couple of weeks, they were sort of hinting that they were going to take the softly, softly approach. And I think he can make it a hat-trick. Uh, 14 Smirnova, as a filly I've got a plenty, plenty of time for. Uh, unbeaten first prep. Team Hawks sent her down to the Valley probably for an easy kill, but uh, just never got out. So it was a bad watch. I think she can measure up to this grade. Three ingratiatings, had two runs down in Melbourne against older horses and hasn't had a lot go right. So back to 1,200 and back to her own age group. He can improve. And five back in Alia. Doesn't have any fresh form, but uh, kicked off at 1,000 last prep, then went to 1,200 and won his next three. So I think kicking off at 1,200, he can be more competitive fresh this time around. Four from 14, three and five. Yeah, with the four as well, uh, Mazu. <clears throat> very impressive both wins, soft six, heavy nine, and looks to be progressing nicely. Um, when this book is ticket into the RFL sprint, and um, I think he'll be getting the job done here. I think there's a bit of value behind him, though, for some, um, some wider exotics. Latino blends run at Mooney Valley in the Typhoon Tracy Stakes, I thought was uh, better than the finishing position suggests. Finished fifth of eight there. Got into a bit of trouble um, towards the rear, and but was strong late there into fifth. Um, was only beaten 1.75 lengths, um, group three level. I think now third up, um, looks ready to peak. I thought just over the odds at around 34 to one. Ingratiating in next, um, I think solid in the Oakley plate last start from a long way back. And in for fourth, I have the nine Minsk moments. Four hard to beat on top of 13, three and nine. Race three at Rosehill Gardens on Saturday is uh, the Queen's Cup, which uh, this year is taking the place of the NE Mannion Cup. The Queen's Cup, of course, is a group three staying race that rotates around the principal clubs in each state, and uh, usually they uh, just put it on as a replacement for one of their own races, and that's what uh, the ATC has done. Here, in the case of this replacing the NE Mannion Cup, uh, it's a 2,400-metre group three quality, Joel. Yeah, I'm hoping it's uh, no compromises turn to hit the winner's stall here. He's been knocking on the door this prep, running some excellent late sectionals. I had the query over him last time, staying sort of around that 2,000 metre distance. He got a mile back and, and ran on well. I just think he's crying out for 2,400. Would like to have seen him draw a bit better. That means they're probably going to have to go right back again. But um, hopefully that step up to 2,400 can see him turn the tables on a few out of that Randwick City Stakes. Six Luncies. Chased home Zarek in that race. They ran the Quinella. Uh, both ran very well. Luncey's was uh, a month off into that. So should strip a bit fitter. Zarek was dominant, though, and he showed good promise last prep. Just needed to find that length or two to go to that next step, and it looks like he has. And I've thrown 15 chalk stream in for fourth. Raced a bit greenly. Not sure he really handled the heavy first up in Australia. He drops five kilos and gets to 2,400. So he might be a sharp improver. 10 from 6, 5 and 15. Yeah, with the 10 as well, no compromise. Just think 12, 2,400 metres now. Um, <clears throat> certainly ready for it. It's going to be running poorly, this preparation without winning, but um, stepping up to this sort of trip, I think. He's the one to beat. Zayrak, impressive win last start, um, up to 2,000 metres. There's a winner at this trip. And why does should have... Sorry, the... Um, Will Pike rode him last start and gets aboard again. And look, certainly has a bit of upside. Only had the 12 starts, three wins, but um, two wins over 2,400 metres. Uh, 13 surefire was a massive win first up in Australia. Um, looked sort of uh, no hope from a, a long way back there and right to the outside, but it stormed home and, and won nicely. This thing has to go in on that effort and in for fourth. I've got the six Luncies. 10 5, 13 6. Race four at Rosehill Gardens, Bisley Workwear, Epona Stakes, 1,900 metres, Group 3, set weights and penalties for fillies and mares. Joel? Yeah, I've gone with number one, Lalude, to win again. She ran fourth on this race last year, coming off a fourth in the Aspiration. She was able to win the Aspiration this time around and, and win it in dominant style. Just that wide gate, she's going to have to negate that quite early, but um, not a lot of early pressure, so I think she can slide across, put herself in the right spot and be very hard to beat. She's well in at the weights, just two above uh, the minimum. Uh, number six, Galaxy Bell, was a bit stiff last time out against Shorefire. 
just held up and checked at the wrong time. Once she got clear, she burst through and just missed. Uh, she's racing really well. Two Harmony Rose, another one that's quite well placed at the weights. She didn't give much first up in the Guy Walter, but quickly to 2,000. She was runner-up in the Vinery this time last year. She got a touch of quality about her, so I think she, she needs to improve, but I think she can. And three, our intrigue. Kicking off at uh, 1,900 this prep, so that's certainly creates interest. She's got no fresh form, but um, you can sort of ignore that. She's normally resumed over shorter distances. One on top from six, two, and three. Pretty keen on one here, the six Galaxy Bell, who um, first up was last in a benchmark 72. She's come quite a long way. This prep um, last start, the benchmark 88 at Randwick, just really struggled to sort of find a run, able to get out with about 250 to go and, and charged home. Um, surefire, a little bit too good out wider there, but she certainly would have finished closer had she got out sooner. Uh, that was up to 2,000 metres um, there, so... Look, Clearly going well, I think. Um, rock hard fifth here, fifth up to 54 kilos with a informed Jason Collett taking the ride. Um, she ticks a lot of boxes here and, um, you know, not the strongest group three race. I think she can, uh, yeah, add a little bit of black type um, to her page. Three-hour intrigue. I've um, always been a fan of this mare. Some of her uh, wins last preparation were quite impressive to the eye. Um, no real fresh forms. Only had the four, start, had the four first up runs for no placings, but... Um, resuming over a, a suitable uh, trip for her, and yeah, as I mentioned, not a, not an overly strong race. This, so I think certainly in the in the um, picture, Lalude dominant last start, obviously be hard to catch. But just from that wide draw, how much work uh, we should do sort of do to the find it on pace spot and two Harmony Rose, um, her best form certainly good enough for this six three one and two. Race five at. Rose Hill on Saturday is the first of the Group 1s. It is the Ranvet Stakes, 2,000 metres, standard weight for age, worth 700,000. You'd think the wettish track is going to suit very much Australia's best horse, and that is very elegant, and she scared him off. There's only five others. Joel. Yeah, pretty hard to tip against. Uh, she did enough first up in the Apollo and then got onto wet ground second up in the Chipping Norton. It was a strong win. She beat the world-class Adib in this race last year. Just got a terrific record at this track and distance. So she tips herself, really. I've got a lot of time for Montefilia. She was very well-placed last week, um, but they elected not to run uh, in that race that was eventually won by Stockman. They come here to the Group 1, and I think she'll knock up another Group 1 placing. Just not sure she can beat very elegant, but um, I think she'll give her a bit, of a, a bit of a run for her money. And in a couple that will be sharing the speed on Taunt and Angel of Truth, they can battle out third and fourth. Five, six, two, one. Yeah, five on top, very elegant. Not much more to add there. Should be getting away with this. And the, the wet track will obviously suit um, <clears throat> the weakest races she's seen for some time. In for second, I got the six, Montefilia. Uh, I thought was quite good behind very elegant in the Chipping Norton first up. Um, slightly drier track will... Will suit her and shots solid second up form. One angel of truth, uh, excellent first up. Um, can build off that and can certainly uh, run a top three here again in the four and next in Missouri. Three, one, uh, sorry, five, six, one, and four. Race six at Rose Hill on Saturday, a second of the group one. Sky Racing Active, Rose Hill Guineas, also over 2,000 metres. This one is set weights for the three-year-olds. They've all got 56 and a half because they're all Colts. And Geldings, well, uh, you know, Animo, he's got his knockers, you know. Is uh, is he a champion or is he just a very, uh, very honest, very good horse? Uh, Joel, uh, one of your favourites here is Profundo, who clearly didn't handle... Uh, Flemington last time, uh, and you are with that horse. Yeah, I have to give him another chance. I think you just really should put the pen through that run the other day because, you know, he got stuck wide, no cover. Um, I don't think that was the biggest worry. The biggest worry was that he just got on his wrong leg and, and hung badly up the straight. So, look, it was just a completely forgettable run. Um, as long as that hasn't hindered him, and I don't see why it would have you just if if you're with him that day and you're a fan of his i think you've got to give him another chance here um so i am and you're gonna get five or six dollars um so he's on top for me animo just 
couldn't quite sprint with Converge. Converge sprinted really well at the top of the straight there in the Randwick Guineas. He tried hard to peg him back. He got a bit quite close on the line. I think he can turn the tables and Converge, but there's not too much between them. And six sword point at $81, I think, over the odds as a blowout chance. He got to 2,000, albeit with a light weight, back in mid-January, and he walked in. Uh, they backed off him, gave him a bit of a freshen. thought that run at Canterbury the other day was good. And he can press forward in a race with not much pressure here. I think he's a, you know, a 20 to 1 chance at, at, at worst. So he might be one to have a dollar on at big odds. But three for me from one, two and six. Yeah, with the three as well, Profondo. Um, as Joel said, just what he did in the spring, I think he can drop off him after one run where a little bit went wrong for his first go. The Melbourne way of going um, up to 2,000 metres. We saw him, how good he was winning that group one in the spring over this trip. Just think he's a, the better play at the price. Um, compared to Animo, who sticking over well, I think looking for 2,000 metres now, um, and I think he does turn the tables on Converge over that trip. Uh, like, it's good to know Joel's quite keen on giving a, a little bit of a, an each-way chance to sword point. I, I have as well. Um, that win at Rose Hill over 2,000 metres, two back, was very impressive. Um, did it easy there. Um, solid last start. And now up to this trip again, just thought he can get a, a little bit of a sight. Um, and that just well over the odds, I thought. So it goes in to all exactors and trifectas. And in for fourth, I got the Melbourne the Victorian visitor, Forgot You, I think coming along nicely, um, ready for this trip. Of course, a Group 2 winner at Mooney Valley over this trip in the spring. Uh, my numbers... Three, one, six, and four. And race seven is the first leg of the quaddy in the third of the group ones. It is the agency George Ryder Stakes, 1,500 metre standard weight for age. It is worth a million bucks, Joel. And we see another of your favourites here who you're both tipping. Tell us all about it. Yeah, well, I sort of I tossed up in this race because I was with Private Eye first up in the Canterbury Stakes and he ran super, you know. You wouldn't want to jump off him off that run. But I think he's a better Randwick course. So, therefore, I'm with Moanga, who's two for two here at Rose Hill. And I was with him in the Futurity first up. He landed a pair further back than I thought he would. It was a bit of a messy race early on. And then he had to swing wide on the turn against the pattern of the day. And I thought he gave great chase there behind Sierra Sioux. Uh, should land in a pretty good spot here. No worse than midfield from that gate. And as I said, two from two, Rose Hill. And he's never missed the Quinella second up. So I think he's going to be very hard to beat. Private eye in for second. That was a very good run behind two informed mares. Had to sustain a long run from last there first up. He's on track for a Doncaster. Five Riodini could be the best roughy. He's a bit hit and miss this bloke, but when he can find the lead, he's very good. He made very elegant work to beat him in the George Main. He also made Think It Over really work to beat him in the run prior. That was a couple of his best efforts in the spring. And he just hasn't found the front in either run this prep. So at around $34, might have a, a dollar or two on him. And in for fourth of Chuck number 12, Halal, who I thought got given a lovely run by Willie Pike in the Randwick Guineas, had every chance and ran third behind Convergent Animo. Uh, they're not here. And I think he's, uh, you know, should be included in, in your exotics. But uh, two for me from three, five and 12. Yeah, we're singing from the same inbook. book. I'm with Mwanga as well. Uh, do you want to get a lovely run from Barrier 4? Pleasing return in the Futurity behind the informed Sierra Sioux. And, um, look, it's been a little while between uh, wins for him, but he's contested some hot races and, and, and measured up more often than not. Um, this, I think this sets up perfectly here. Second up, and he's going to be hard to beat in this. So Mwanga on top nine, Forbidden Love. Look, she's been excellent this mare. Um, this preparation, handling the, the really heavy tracks with ease. Um, she'll roll forward and give them something to chase, no doubt. Uh, Colette in for third. If it can bounce back, just a bit of a post-race issue last start, but she's better than that. In for fourth, Hungry Heart, I think, is uh, ready to fire. Second up, I thought it was a very good run, the Apollo Stakes. Um, I think she, she she's over the odds. But two on top of nine, eight, and ten. The big one, second leg of the quaddy, is race eight, Longines Golden Slipper. Set weights for two-year-olds over 1,200 metres. It is worth $5 million. Pure for fast facts, no Golden Slipper winner in the history of the race has finished worse than fourth 
at his or her previous start, and that is bad news only for the third emergency semion. Uh, what else have we got? Six of the past eight have jumped from double-figure barriers, so don't let them scare you off. 20 of the past 23, although not including uh, last year's winner uh, in Stay Inside, have jumped from double-figure barriers. Oh, no, we got that. Oh, it was uh, rather that was first or second. So, so no Golden Slipper was finished winner. No Golden Slipper winner has finished worse than fourth last start. Stay Inside came off a fourth. Uh, but 20 of the past 23 have finished first or second, if you want to narrow it down some more. And that uh, eight of the past nine have uh, failed to win another race afterwards. So uh, but then again, if you've got your $5 million and your, your multi-million dollar stud contract, it probably wouldn't worry you too much. Cool and Gatter is, uh, well, I guess, yeah, there's no guarantee she'll start favourites. Well, depending on how wet it's going to be, and she has to overcome a bit of a hoodoo of uh, they don't often or perhaps don't ever win this first up. Uh, Joel, how did you see? Yeah, well, it's it's a very very tricky race to assess. As you said, Cool and Gat has probably been the benchmark two year old, but she's trying to um, sort of go against the grain here. First up, um, she's trying to break Sebring's record of most days since last run to win this. I think he was off for forty nine day break to win. His slipper. Um, look, so it's it's tricky to work out. I've ended up landing on Sajardin just because he basically ticks pretty much every box. He was electric on dry ground in his spring prep. He came back, he sat wide in the English Millennium. I thought he was gallant there and then got onto heavy 10 in the Todman and ran by all his rivals for a strong win. So whatever Mother Nature throws up for Saturday, he's going to handle... And he should get a lovely run. He went right back in the Todman. I don't see him being sort of, you know, probably just off midfield here, I would say. And, look, he's going to have a potent finish at the end. I've got 11 Queen of the Ball in for second, thinking that it's going to get to a soft five. But if we're nowhere near that, she may struggle. She battled on the soft six and the silver slipper. She's off the back up here after a good on-speed win on dry ground in the Black Opal last week. So... Just to monitor conditions there. Eight cool and gather in for third. She's going to be hard to beat. Uh, seven rise of the masses is a colt I've always had a bit of time for. He just uh, you're never really confident with him in the run because he comes off the bit early, but he loves a fight. He's on the backup from the Pago Pago last week. He's got a shocking gait, but he's got good speed, so he can come across. I don't think he should be fifty one dollars. And if it's really wet, then I'll be promoting uh, Fireburn in place of. Queen of the ball, I think Fireburn's the other big hope. Another one from the Portelli Yard who really hasn't done anything wrong. Two on top for me, though, at the stage from 11, 8 and 7. Yeah, a few will be going in the quaddy. I'm with the 12 Fireburn. Um, I think she's, yeah, as Joel said, done nothing wrong. The three starts over this trip for three wins. Uh, look, she burst, on the, burst into calculations last start in the Sweden Brace. Um, finished too strong for them. Uh, finishing over the top of She's Extreme, of course, went on to win the Magic Knight Stakes last uh, start. Um, and she beat Revolutionary Miss in a Kensington two-year-old race earlier in the afternoon. So, so that horse has won a group race in Melbourne and, and won, run well in a Blue Diamond. So Full Miranda's been good. Um, it's a soft draw, barrier two. And uh, look, on any... Two wins on the dry tr- on a dry track and a win on a heavy. So handles all going quite well. Um, it's a bomb-proof filly and I think it's a big chance in this race. The five, Jackano, the, the top seed of the interstate runners for mine. I thought he was excellent and tracking wide in the blue diamond. Super talented Colt. Um, hasn't had a lot go right in terms of luck in running this preparation, but um, I think he's certainly good enough to put his hand up here. Eight cool and gatter. Um, I had to take a set against her, the unbeaten filly. I certainly wanted a bit drier than wet. Um, and in for fourth, nine, revolutionary miss. A wide draw hurts her chances, but um, she'll get a chance to run on here. And first go on a wet track if it is wet. Um, but look, I, the, from what she's shown so far, she's yet to run a poor, a poor race and just missed in a blue diamond. So clearly going very well. Make a case for quite a few more, though. 12, 5, 8, and 9. Race nine is the last of the group ones at 
Rose Hill. It's also the third leg of the quaddie. It's the Furby Galaxy, 1,100 metres. Group one handicap. Uh, they uh, they go from 57.5 with the scratching of Splintex, uh, 57.5 down to 51. Fun facts, mares have won the race in four of the past seven years and eight of the past 12 winners have started at double-figure odds, which is not a uh, when you've got a handicap with a big field and you've got uh, over 1,100 metres and you've got a few first-uppers and, and wet tracks. Not entirely surprising. Joel, how did you see this one? Yeah, well, I've landed on uh, number six away game. Just a very, very genuine mare. She hasn't had many recent wins since her two-year-old days, but she's going as well as ever. She's chased Marabi home twice this prep, giving her a stack of weight first up and then in the Oakley Plate where she got pretty close at the finish. And I had just envisaged her getting the similar sort of run, sort of in that second group, fifth, sixth, behind what looks to be very strong speed. And... Yeah, I, I, she's already been nibbled away, I think, $11 and do around 8 So the value sort of coming away um, as I speak. But I think she, yeah, it just maps in the right spot. She's very genuine. She'll get a good ride from Linda Meach. And I think she's a good play each way in a wide-open affair. I've got four in the Congo in for second. He's got 56 kilos for a three-year-old. So that's going to make things a little bit tough. But what a great uh, first campaign he had. Seven starts out of the Quinella only once. And that was when he probably came to the end of it in the Coolmore. But he won a San Domenico beating Pulele and a Golden Rose beating Animo. He also beat Artorius, who was a great run in the new market last week. So he's got some excellent form lines. And if you like him, we well, have to include Pulele, who gets a nice uh, weight swing. I think uh, five kilos from their San Domenico clash in the spring. And he won the Eskimo Prince first up. That was back in February 5. So he's been kept nice and fresh. He's had a few options since then, but uh, they've kept him for this. And eight isotope. Well, similar. If you like a way game, you've got to include her because she's beaten her a couple of times, and she's very good. And she, I think she's a deserved favourite. She's certainly going to be uh, thereabouts at the finish. Six on top for me, though, from four, eleven, and eight. With one at odds in Ballistic Lover, who taxes race first up, which you'll need a touch of luck from that draw. Um, as Joel said, plenty of speed engage as you'd as you'd expect, um, and. She jumps well. She got the pace to lead. I'm not too sure, but she has um, one taking a little bit of a sit, sort of just off the first couple in running. I'm hoping she can obtain some cover. And look, they don't trial much better than she did at Warwick Farm leading in on the well, grants on the synthetic, but um, it was the fastest 740 meter heat of the day by some time and a really quick last 600 meters of 32.23. Um, really, really good trial. She's a fl- mare that flies fresh. Um, or a thousand first up last time in and, and was good at Amoya, second up two lengths behind Wild Ruler. So uh, very, uh, very good sprinting mare and think can, um, yeah, can give this a shake at a big price. Ballistic Lover, she's my best value at Rose Hill. Eight Isotope, big fan of this mare, um, deserved favourite, another horse that flies fresh. <clears throat> Get a gun run midfield um, with cover there and will present at the right time. 10 Menage, I uh, thought the first up run, yeah, just to put the pen through that, the, um, quite a bit of interference there, not not able to sort of show her best, but um, look, I think she's proven that she's up to this sort of level, and in for fourth, <coughs> I have the two, big parade, 13 on top of 8, 10 and 2. And finally, at Rose Hill, wrapping us up, race 10, TAB, birthday card, stakes 1,200 metre, group 3, quality for fillies and mares, job. Well, hopefully we're finishing with a bang here. I sort of threw my hands in the air a bit with this field. Um, could have had, you know, gone either you know, number seven or eight ways here with my top selection. But in, in the end, I've gone for a roughie and number 14 has to be good. She's out of her depth here, just looking at her form on paper. But um, she's always had talent. She had form around Probabil when she was in New Zealand. She bolted in on New Year's Day last year at Flemington. She had three runs for Joe Pride last prep and had wide gates, big weights, and, and ran pretty well at all three of them. Her first up run, there was only a benchmark 78 at Canterbury uh, at a night meeting, but it was very good. She had no luck, and she was right on their heels, and I thought her recent trial was outstanding. So just to one at a, at a huge price, down in the weight, she might bob up um, in the last six. Samut, I've got a fair bit of time for. Chris Lees was going to take the 
kid gloves approach with her and run her midweek, uh, but we lost that meeting on the Kenzo track. So luckily he left the acceptance in for here and she's another one coming from a Canterbury midweek meeting, but that was a good turn of foot she showed there with 60 kilos. I think she's got a bright future. Nine Mallory saved the ground on the corner and chased home Mizzou last time. I like that form, so she can run well. And seven emanate, possibly the pick of the uh, Godolphin trio. She's had two runs against the boys this prep, improved second up. She drops in weight back to her own sex here, so I think she's worth including. But um, tough race, it's me and Geist, another couple that I will include in my quaddy. 14, 6, 9, 7. We've got the eight Cardolan on top, but sort of hoping they elect to run in the, um, the listed race at Mooney Valley. She'll be really hard to beat there. Um, but look, if here, she's yeah, just on top for me in a, in a wide open last uh, last race. <clears throat> well, the recent um, trial was was very good and just a horse that flies fresh. Uh, we preferred on the dry side for her, which is, which is why I'm hoping they sort of elect to go to Melbourne. Um, more likely to be a dry track there at Mooney Valley. But uh, 53 and a half kilos here, I think certainly will um, give a shake. Give it a shake if here. Nine Mallory and next down at 53 kilos. Good behind Marzu last start. Um, it's ready now. Third up, two Marbusha. The two runs prep back have been solid enough. Not a whole lot of room last start, and solid behind probably your first up. Um, I think now ready now. Third up here, and uh, her best is very good. Just hasn't just probably hasn't seen it for some time. And in for fourth of the three, it's me. Eight, nine, two, and three. Oh, all righty, that wraps up a massive Rose Hill program. <laughs> to recap the uh, specials, Joel likes uh, Joel's top tip race two, number four, Mizzou, and value bet race nine, number six, away game. Daniel's best race four, number six, Galaxy Bell, and up against away game is value race nine, number 13, Ballistic Lover. Flemington, uh, Flemington is the venue for Melbourne Racing on Saturday. And it's turn once again to host the All-Star Mile as it uh, hosted the inaugural All-Star Mile back in 2019. It is the Seppelt Wines All-Star Mile. And on Saturday, it is race six. It's 1,600 metres, standard weight for age, worth $5 million. Uh, no, uh, no emerge, isn't it? Uh, is it strange, Joel, that there's no emergencies for this race? Um, given that uh, you it know is, the Everest but... always got the the ones that come in and get the same barrier and so forth. Uh, what's the story there? Yeah, well, there, there's usually emergencies. I'm sure in the last in the last three runnings there's been emergencies, but I guess they've just been dropping like flies. I'm not sure who they would make as an emergency. I don't know if there's anything left, but um, yeah, I thought there would at least be a couple. Um, if not, you know, if there wasn't four, at least I thought there'd be one or two. But um, yeah, not to be. All right. Anyway, what's going to win? Well, what's going to win? Um, probably a two-bet strategy for me, both at big odds, but I'm with three Cascadian, who I hopped off in the Australian Cup, and um, uh, I was probably happy to see him out of the placings, but I'm back on this week. He just sort of held his ground. He, he battled away quite well last week. That was a very strongly run Australian Cup. They ran over two seconds quicker than they did in the McKinnon back in the spring, uh, where he was out to 2,000 for the first time and ran second to Zaki. I think, yeah, uh, just a real testing 2,000 probably found him out. But we saw uh, Regal Power come off the Australian Cup two years ago and win this race. So there's a little bit of a precedent. And he sets up nicely around midfield here from a decent gate. His first up run in the all was very good. He overcame sort of the, the tempo and the pattern there in the Peter Young from another inside gate second up. So I think getting away from the inside fence is going to help. And I think at $21, he's well worth a look each way. A nine Ice Bath, who was very good first up. And then, look, she's normally a good wet tracker. And she was thrown in there in the Guy Walter. Hence, she went around at nearly even money. But she was a bit flat. And I think she just had to do too much. It was a heavy 10. It was a very testing track. And I just think second up. Where second up, she's never really fired in the past. It was just all a bit much for her. I think third up here, we've seen her perform on dry ground, winning on the good three uh, back in the spring and also narrowly missing in the Cantala on, on a firm deck. So I think, you know, she's around that 20 to 1 price too. I think she's overs. Two, Zaki will strip fitter for his first up run in the Blamey and he gets a nice weight swing on the winner there, inspirational girl. So I think he can turn the tables and I've thrown her in for four. Three, nine, two and 12. 
I've got the one I'm thunderstruck on top. Not a whole heap of confidence, though. Uh, look, he hasn't been bad in the two runs at Group 1 level, first and second up. Um, I think I would have liked to expect, expected him anyway to finish off a little bit stronger than he did. But look, now 1,600 metres, third up and a bigger track like Flemington, um, I think will be the key for him. Uh, the map, look, not ideal, really. Barrier 1, he'll sort of be buried and need a bit of luck. But can get out and and get a good ride and, and let down uh, a finish we know he possesses. Um, it'll be hard to hold out. We'll need a bit to go right, though, one on the struck. Two, Zaki would be much keener if he had drawn a better gate. Uh, I thought it was a good run first up, 1,600 metres. We're not the ideal target first up there. Um, trying to avoid the wet the, the wetter track in Sydney. But, look, it was a good effort. Inspirational girl at, uh, let's see, um, given, that, given that whole six kilos. So, <clears throat> promising first up effort. Second up here, we just need a bit of luck as well from the draw. The two three-year-olds, I think a big chance is a pinstripe, the 15, um, who had no luck in the Australian Guineas, um, hit, hit the line hard under no under no riding. There it was a tough watch if you're on him. Um, I think he can atone. And for and for fourth, I got the thirteen Captivant, who looked a little plain to the eye in the Australian Guineas. Um, was three wide, did have cover there, but let down um, as he can. I think a dry track will certainly suit suit him. He just doesn't seem to go as well on the on the on affected grounds. Thought he's well over the odds, um, sort of thirty to one. My numbers, 1, 2, 15, and 13. Yeah, look, I mean, I'm aware that uh, Zaki gets the big weight swing on Inspirational Girl, but I'm just sticking with Inspirational Girl. I think she's the genuine miler. Uh, I mean, she can go further, but four from four over the mile is third up. Just reckon this is probably her grand final, uh, maybe not Zaki's. Um, and as uh, Daniel pointed out, she's also got a much kinder draw than Zaki for this race. Zaki for second, pinstriped for third, Sierra Sue for fourth, 12, 2, 15 and 11. Uh, Joel Cascadian was your value bet. Tell us about your best on the Flemington program. Yeah, it's uh, probably last chance for me here. Race seven, number four, Cherry Tortoni. Um, chips in with him on Saturday. His first up run, I thought, was forgivable because he drew inside, and I'm of the opinion he needs to get to the outside of horses. He was on the outside of horses last week, but he was three wide, no cover. in a pretty genuinely run race. And, look, he finished seventh, beaten five lengths, but I thought he f- kept finding the line quite well. Quick backup, blinkers on, better draw, just has a lot in his favour here and look, I've always thought he was a good horse that was going to be a really good miler I think this is his trip so we'll get to see on Saturday um, he needs to stand up but there's a couple of lightly weighted runners who can give him a good run for his money nine Bermudez very good first up down the straight the money suggested he was going to be hard to beat and he won well he gets to 1600 second up but I think they're trying to look at a Doncaster with him ten gentleman Roy is the other one just having a, a super campaign Drops a lot in weight off that Yonce uh, second, and I think that Yonce form will measure up here. And in for fourth, I've got number one, Numerian, at the top of the weights, uh, this import, who wasn't too bad in the Bill Ritchie. He's only go in the spring. Uh, yeah, a little bit hard to line up, but uh, certainly want to keep him safe in terms of the quaddy. Four on top of nine, ten, and one, but Cherry is my best for the day. Your specials, Dan. Yeah, uh, the best comes up earlier in the day. Um, the resuming Lombardo, pretty exciting uh, gelding from Iron Invincible. Really came to his own last preparation. Uh, dominant win at Moolie Valley, thrashing front page. Uh, went to Adelaide, thrashed his rivals there. And then uh, first sort of go at a stakes race. He was far too good for them at Caulfield. Um, beating Pandemic's a pretty handy sprinter. Manicado was his last run and pulled up with a post-race issue there and He's finished midfield. Um, I thought it was a pretty good run considering he was, you know, uh, where he's come from at the beginning of the prep, being basically a benchmark 64 horse and um, graduated a group one company at the end of the prep, wait for age and held his own. He's trialling well in readiness for his return. It's a good field here, but he goes well fresh, gets a gun draw for an informed jockey. Um, happy to be with him, Lombardo. He's my best. Race two, number three. The value... Comes up in race four, T-Waters, um, very classy staying gelding who under the, the set weights and penalties condition of the race, um, he's gets him really well at 57 kilos. 
bit of a tough draw, barrier 13, but I think he can overcome it. His uh, two jump outs and readiness for this have both have been um, good, done all that he had to do in those, and I just think he's got the class. The class will take him a long way in this as he um, uh, as he resumes for an autumn campaign. So T Waters, the value, race four, number two. I'm with Joel for my best. That is uh, race seven, number four, Cherry Tortoni. And my value bet, not a massive price, but race nine, number 16. Finance choice does seem to have been on the up uh, since heading from Lindsay Park to the former Lindsay Park trainer, Tom Dabenig. Still very lightly raced and gets into this with absolutely no weight at all, which would be pretty handy late in the day at Flemington uh, and drawn the outside of the straight, which hopefully this week might be all right. Uh, race nine, number 16, Finance Choice. They are racing after all the excitement of Adelaide Cup weekend. They're racing on the Parks track at Morfordville on Saturday. Daniel, cosy little meeting. You're starting us off early in the day with race two, number one, Crown Mint, your best. Yeah, big return at Murray Bridge from this horse. Um, he was last on the turn and <clears throat> had to go wide and sort of had a screenshot halfway down the straight, but ran home strongly, um, was as strong as anything else in the line, would have been the quickest last 200-metre section of the race. He just flew up, flew home late and a standing return. He's a horse that's been, it's been a little bit, I wouldn't say disappointing, but there's been a few instances where he's looked well-placed in races and just hasn't got the job done. Um, he's only won three of 24, but uh, contested some much stronger races than this and, and measured up. I hope that's a sign that he's sort of back... Um, close to his best, that first up run. He goes well second up here and um, gets some weight relief thanks to the claim to Jacob Opperman. So it'll be hard to hold out. Race two, uh, number one, <clears throat> um, Crown Mint. The best value is Smart Promise. Uh, that horse come in, is race number six, about 17 to one, but was over the odds. And we'll have to turn the tables on Capricorn Ridge, who lines up here as well and beat him nearly three lengths. Last start, but she's had the run in between, Smart Promise. Um, I thought worked home pretty well last start at Mar- uh, Morville Parks track. The key here is the drop in weight, 57.5 to 52.5. Um, I think we'll let down nicely, fourth up, uh, ready to peak. And, yeah, just thought it was over the odds in, a, um, in the small field there. Race six, number eight, Smart Promise. Joel, any thoughts on, um, on Adelaide? No, nothing for me there this week, perhaps. Alrighty, well, uh, the Gold Coast is the venue for Brisbane for uh, Queensland Metropolitan Racing on Saturday, and uh, it is Cutis Jewels Day. Daniel, um, they're two five hundred thousand dollar races: one for the two year olds, one for the three year olds. So, why don't you tell us about the two year old race, which is race six, Aquas Cutis Jewel two year old, set weights for that age, worth half a million bucks. What do you like? Yeah, the favourite, she's got the boom, looks to have this race at her mercy. The two wins um, have been as comfortable as you'd like and I think she's just, it doesn't look a lot harder to what she's seen so far, albeit it's probably a little bit of a bigger field. Um, the 10 Glamborghini, I think, will give a side up on the speed, but she's got the boom, very classy filly. I think we'll finish too strong for that horse and um, will be hard to beat in the cutest jewel. Glamborghini second pick. Lady Falvel on the 13 is... Trolling up pretty well in Sydney and in for fourth. Um, got the eight honky tonk diva. Five on top of 10, 13, and eight. And race eight is the other one. That's the TAB Cutest Jewel three year old. Uh, and it is under the same conditions and also over 1200 metres. Yep, Berry Cart is, is a stable mate of She's Got the Boom, and I think he'll be winning the three year old edition. Um, unbeaten this horse and quite a fan of his he's been able to win in different sort of styles um he's sat off him and he's rolled forward and won races in sort of so he's shown his versatility and where he can settle um the trial at doombin was very good did it easily there um like a very promising horse and wins this and can hopefully go on to bigger and better things berry cart he's a top pick blackjack boom better than what it showed last starts uh, the form prior to that Holds, holds a good stead here. Prince of Boom was excellent first up. Gets a good draw again and will take running down and in for fourth. 
the one Tiger legend, um, previously Tiger Heart, changed, changed his name now with Les Bridge. But Biricard on top seven of top of six, <clears throat> two, and then one. And for your specials on the day at Gold Coast, you're uh, looking at the bookends, first and last. Yeah, I am. I'm with the Cracker SG in the last for um, uh, Michael Costa, who's obviously had some good news during the week. We'll head over to Dubai and be one of the, the trainers for one of the sheiks over there. So a uh, big career move for him. And look, his stable's going really well here in um, southeast Queensland at the moment, especially on his home track on the Gold Coast. Good strike right there of late. And yeah, Cracker SG, uh, I think we'll take a pair of beaten here. Um, had been tracking up well before the last start, Doom and win. Certainly deserved that. He'd been running well without much luck at times. Um, and he's seen mainly wet tracks. I don't think that's his... Well, he, he handles the wet ground, but he's much better on top of the ground. He'll get those conditions here. Um, good draw, a lightweight. Ticks a lot of boxes for me. So he's the, he's the best. Race nine at number 10. And yeah, as you mentioned, Barks, the, the first race, um, quite keen on one as well. In Plutocrat at an each-way price. Um, really good doom patrol. A couple of handy ones in behind her there. She's a really good fresh mare. Um, that gets conditions to suit, get some weight relief for the claim. We'll need a good ride from that wide draw, um, but she's uh, a very good mare who can, has found a nice race. I think Chris Anderson's found a nice race for her first up. So good each way play to start the day at the Gold Coast. Race one, number two. Any thoughts on Gold Coast from you, Joel? Uh, just Enterprise Pom in the three-year-old, uh, the three-year-old race. I thought... Well, Boris Saunton probably had the pick and he's sided with Beery Cart, who will be hard to beat, but I uh, thought the stable mate Enterprise Palm. I've always liked her. She's got talent. Um, she drew a wide gate first up and was too strong. Got another wide gate, so just going to need a bit of luck, but uh, around $10. I'll be uh, having something each way on her. In Perth, they're racing at Ascot once again. There's three black-type races led by race five. Furphy, Jim Crack Stakes for two-year-old fillies, a group three over 1,100 metres, set weights and penalties. Amelia's Jewel, uh, who had impressed so much at the trials that she was a red-hot favourite uh, first up, will be favourite again at around about even money. And our man in Perth, Greg Hooper, is with her to beat Costume Party. She's graceful. Thea Ritchie Mama, one, four, two and three, although I guess Amelia's Jewel does have the full penalty there and uh, does have barrier 12 and tricks of the trade got rolled last week, so nothing all that certain. Uh, race six is the uh, boys' uh, division. It's the Amelia Park Perth Stakes, two-year-old Colts and Geldings, over 1,100 metres. Uh, this one is only listed for uh, reasons that I've droned on about in the past. And uh, Hoops is with uh, a first starter here in number 11, Give Me One Reason. To beat Street Parade, Man Crush and Snowdome, 11, 3, 1 and 5. The other listed race is the Grandstand Cup. It's a 1,500-metre listed uh, handicap. And he is with Son of Bacchus to be coming around Son of a God and Maginica, 2, 1, 4 and 9. Hoops is best at Ascot race 4, number 8, River Rubicon. And value bet race 9, number 3. Sluice box earlier in the day across the Tasman, Joel, just uh, the one venue unusually for a Saturday. It's in the national capital at Trentham. Yeah, well, they're, they're battling a bit with uh, with their riders over there. I think um, COVID has made its way through the jockeys' room in New Zealand. There's, uh, yeah, been a few jockeys been pulling out in the last week or so, so they've had to juggle meetings around, but... It is a great card at Trentham on Saturday. Several stakes races, including the Group 1 New Zealand Oaks. Uh, in the feature, on with number four, Bellatrix Black. She got the cash for us a couple of weeks ago in the Sunline Vars at Ellerslie. She's just an improving three-year-old filly, hopefully, um, just hitting her straps at the right time here, and she's going to be double figures again, so I thought she was well worth another each-way play. Uh, five Glory Bound was... Not all that far from her in fourth in that race at Ellerslie. She's been coming along well. Her previous runs was, you know, she was getting in races when there wasn't much speed on it. And that could be the key to this race. A few of the lead-ups have been quite moderately run. So, you know, if there's a bit more speed engaged here, this 2400 might test a few of them out. It probably won't test out the favourite number one self-obsession. She's going to be very hard to beat. She's by shocking. She's bred to handle the trip and she's building a picket fence. And two, the perfect pink. 
a little bit disappointing last start. They abandoned plans to go to the Derby, which is where they were going, because uh, La Creek, who ended up starting favourite in the Derby and getting beaten, uh, just um, uh, you know handled her so comfortably last start. So they elected to come back here for the the Oaks against the Phillies, and she's certainly a chance uh, is the thousand guineas winner. But to Bellatrix Black on top, and she's my value for the card. I was tossing up between uh, the best. I've gone with uh, race five, number eight, Sam I Am Susie. She's been very consistent in this prep, won two of her last three. The miss was in between where they came back from the mile to the 1400, and she was just outsped a little bit by Fun Tonic, who has since won again, so nothing wrong with that. Uh, she bounced back over the mile last start with a strong win, and the other one I'm quite keen on in the card is another one who's been good to us, race seven, number three, Rosen Power. She's won five of her last six. Uh, she jumps well usually leads and can absorb some pressure and give a, a strong kick. Her only miss in recent times was when they took on the railway and, uh, oh, she got hammered in the front and it was just, uh, yeah, she just had too much to do there behind some crack mares. But uh, she's a talent and I think she'll go close again. That's race seven, number three. Okay, that wraps up a big Saturday of racing around Australasia. But let's not forget there's a bit of black type on the... Friday night uh, at the Valley as we head towards the climax of the Valley Friday nights, uh, which is next week, of course, with the Group 1, William Reed and uh, several other features. Uh, you've both done the form for these races, so uh, it's only the two races. Race six is the Entry Education Able Stakes. Uh, this is a listed event over 1,200 metres. Joel, what did you like here? Yeah, I've gone with uh, the number two, Pintoff. Built a great record last prep, including a stakes win at Caulfield over a away game. And then got to the Valley, drew a wide gate there in the Chautauqua and wasn't beaten all that far by Express Pass, who was going to be uh, my on-top selection here, but they elected to go to Flemington on Saturday. So I think it sets up pretty well for Pintoff. I thought 10 Bonds Abroad could run a cheeky race. Uh, she was good down in Tassie first up. A little bit disappointing down the straight last time, but she's missed down the straight a couple of times, so... Wouldn't be shocked to see her improve at a bit of a price. Three superior, finding it hard to win, but it does drop in weight off a pretty good run last time. And six, Catalan is a pretty good performer, as Daniel touched on earlier. Probably better on the firmer tracks. And um, if she's here, then she can run well. Two, ten, three, six. Yeah, with six on top, um, Tarlan, I just, <clears throat> as I said, not sure where she'll head. But if here, I think she'll be really hard to beat. 54 kilos from a good draw um, of, a, of a really nice trial. Flies fresh. I outlaid the reasons before why I think she's a, a good bet this weekend. And I think this looks the best option of the two for her. In for second, I have the three Superium. Um, going well without a whole heap of luck. Steadily improving with each run this prep. Nine in the boat. will go forward and um, can absorb pressure and, and burn the candle at both ends. He's uh, was an easy winner here. Two back and... Um, gets a jump from the gun draw. So <clears throat> certainly will be hard to run down. The seven, the bopper um, in for fourth. Six, three, nine, seven. And race seven is the DCE Alistair Clark Stakes. It is a group two for three-year-olds. It set weights over the Cox Plate course of 20, 40 metres. And it's worth for a group two a very, very juicy 750,000. And we've got uh, dueling value bets here. Joel, you first. Yeah, I've gone with number eight, Can't Go Wong, who uh, was very good winning his first couple. Went to 2000 at Flemington. I thought he was pretty good there with the 60 kilos, giving plenty of weight away for those that beat him home. And then he came back to the 1800 around Caulfield, settled last off a wide gate and just never really got into the race there behind Castle Ray Kid. But I thought he was quite good late. Blinkers go on. That'll sharpen him up. I just thought at 20 to 1, he was over the odds. One Castle Ray Kid can press forward and take plenty of beating, uh, like he did at Caulfield. He's going great guns this time in. Um, in for third, number four, predetermined, just a slightly different form line. And Matthew Brown's just had no luck with this bloke when he's uh, had a throw at the stumps in the Caulfield Guineas. He came up the outside gate, Australian Guineas, gate 14 or 15. So no luck in these two big ones, but uh, a nice gate here. And uh, I think he'll run the trip out no problem. So he could be one at o over the odds worth a look each way. And two, War Eternal, coming out of the Randwick Guineas. I thought he was pretty good there behind Convergent Animo, and that's a... Pretty strong form reference for this, I would have thought. Uh, number eight on top for me from one, four, and two. The 13 on top, Al Patroness. Um, huge run last start in the Autumn Classic. Never been three wide, but um, kept coming 
fought hard to, to run third. Going really well this preparation. Um, she won a listed race third up last time in. Tables on Kalsarai Kid, who's my third pick. Seven Bombs of Want was good in that same race without a whole heap of luck. We were in restricted room there. Um, should have finished... Probably should have beaten home El Patroness in that race with clear running, but of course, as, as I mentioned, El Patroness didn't have an easy run. So, a few luckless runs behind the winner, Castle Ray Kid, and I'm thinking with uh, even luck, they can both turn the tables in for fourth or at the two War Eternal. 13, 7, 1, and 2. Okay, uh, and uh, just to uh, just put uh, the icing on the cake, uh, Joel's, uh, Joel's best. We've heard about uh, the Value bets. Uh, Joel, what was your best at uh, the Valley? Yeah, it was in the 9.55. Race 5, number 6, Gaze Gree, who has already come out of Morfordville on Saturday, so it looks like they're coming here. And uh, why not? Because they came here back in the spring. She drew one. Had a good run, but uh, was a strong winner. Uh, I think she gets a reasonable run again from a, a middle gate. And, yeah, just the, the Jollies, David, Richard, they all um, are very good when they bring horses here. So... I think she'll be hard to beat first up. All righty, that wraps up the previews and brings us to our best $20 bet of the weekend, Lazy Lobsters. Well, we uh, managed to get back in the black last week. Uh, think it over. Couldn't quite get there, Joel. Over to a second to uh, Daniel's preview. Or Stuart, you seem to have a pretty good strike rate with those uh, page 95 previews, uh, Daniel. So uh, you've talked to Gary Portelli this week, so that could be a bit of a lead for the listeners. Uh, Daniel, you got Osamu. I got Flying Mascot, so uh, we've ended up with a handy profit. Uh, Joel, um, uh, gee, I can see a lot of negative 20s on this spreadsheet, uh, spreading back to uh, I, all the way back to I am the glory days of I am lethal. So, uh, come on, Joel, it's time to get back on the winners. List. Oh, I know. I, I go Melbourne and me Sydney best wins. I go Sydney and me Melbourne best wins. Um, so let's go back to Sydney. You know, best and value both won last week. So we'll go back to Sydney and uh, just play through the V, Mizzou. Hopefully, not jumping on too late after he's won both this prep, but uh, I think he'll win again. And, uh, yeah, double your money. Nice, uh, nice, easy play early in the day. Race two, number four. Uh, Cardolan at Mooney Valley would probably be my best of the weekend, but without knowing where it's going to run, I'll, I'll look elsewhere and, and go to the last of the Gold Coast. Locally trained at Cracker SG in the, in the last. Yeah, and uh, I, I should point out that uh, I Am Lethal uh, was around about seven of Around about seven dollars in Kerwin's Lane before that was a pretty good price. So uh, if you take those two, you're, you're still miles in front, even with uh, six or seven failures since then. Uh, sorry, Dan. I was while well, I was looking back at that, I wasn't actually listening to what yours is. What is it? <laughs> no worries, Cracker SG uh, race nine. Oh yeah, the yeah, Cracker SG. Yeah. yeah, yeah. All right, no worries. I am going to go. Uh, I, I reckon it's time to get off me now. I have actually. Uh, I've had four collects from the last six, but. Uh, I'm jumping off my um, – well, it's just that there's – I like it, something that I like that's, that a lot of other people like early in the program. There's really nothing like that at Flemington on Saturday. I'm going for one that is the favourite in its race, uh, but it's in a very big field, the country mile. I just uh, – yeah, I mean, it's uh, – you're taking your life in your hands. Anyway, it's Vaz Me. That is race five, number eight at Flemington. That – is the podcast leaves us only to remind you to pick up your winning post if you haven't already it is online as you listen to this it might well be in the shops as you listen to this if you happen to be listening to this on friday or later uh, it's got all the form for uh, the valley friday fields and uh, overviews and colors for everywhere else friday and then our usual great saturday and sunday uh, coverage plenty of good reading as well uh, back plenty of winners on golden slipper and all-star mile day and we'll talk to you next week on the Preview Podcast.